Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, April the 9th, 2021. As always, we give thanks to God for who he is and what he is doing in our lives. He is doing something individually in our lives and he is doing something collectively for his people. I truly thank God for you, and I hope we thank God for one another, for the people, places, things that he has connected us with, and even the opportunities that he has provided to us, the doors that he has opened that no man can shut, and the doors that he has shut that no man can open. We thank God for all of it. From A to Z, we give glory honor and praise to his name for being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, At the end of our talk, uh, we're going to lift up a prayer for all of the motorcyclists um, on this weekend. There are... um, We have a sister who listens and she's having an event this weekend. We want to pray for her and her event. And we want to lift up all uh, motorcyclists on this weekend. Um, Those that will be riding their bikes, those have already begun to ride their bikes. And that those that will be riding their bikes um, throughout this summer, uh, that God would have a hedge of protection around each and every one of them, and while they're riding and enjoying just his beauty, uh, his beauties in the sky, his beauty, um, you know, on the roads as they just ride in the wind, that God, for those who don't know him, that God would reveal himself. And for those who have had an encounter, that there would be a fresh encounter, a fresh revelation, a fresh word for them, even as they ride. So I just wanted to speak that into the atmosphere. And I know that you all will be in agreement with me. Um, And then we will pray for them at the end. On today and on this weekend, I wanted us to really discuss and meditate on Micah chapter 6. Um, it's called, the, the title or the subtitle of it is called The Trial of the People. And this is where God himself, where Micah the prophet um, envisions God himself or sees God as uh, as a judge. And we always talk about God is a God of grace and a God of mercy and a God of love. And he is all of those things and so much more. And he is also our judge. One day, each and every one of us will stand before our creator and our maker. One day, each and every one of us will stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. One day, each and every one of us will have to give an account for every deed, every word, every thought um, that we have had here on earth. This is not to scare any of, any of us, but it is to bring about an awareness of the truth of God's word. So I say to you that God is a judge. He is a judge. He doesn't judge like man judges in terms of, you know, there are some judges that have found to be crooked. There are some judges that have, have been found to be biased. There are some judges that did not, um, 
that that because of the color of your skin or because of your religion or because of some deals they've made in the back room or in the uh in the conference room will not judge you fairly we serve a god who is going to judge us fairly and who is going to judge us according to our lives here on earth now we know you cannot get into heaven with our works. We know that. And we also know that the Bible talks about deeds. So there has to be a balance of both. I believe there has to be a balance of both. There has to be a balance in terms of where we are, in terms of our heart condition, right? Because only God knows our hearts. He knows uh, our sincere efforts. He knows when we have truly repented, right? Because when we repent, there's going to be a change. So God knows that. And he also knows how we treat people. How you treat people is a tremendous sign of where you are in terms of your love for Christ. In, in terms of how you love people, people that don't look like you, people who have less than you, people who may not even remotely reflect anything that you would even be accustomed to, but yet you love them anyway. So in Micah chapter six, verse number eight, and, and I'm going to start right there. I want you to read all of it on your own. But verse eight is what we're going to meditate on. It says, he has showed you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. To act is an action word to act, but not to act anyway, not to act as the world acts, not to act how people expect you to act, not to act outside of knowing who you are and who you are according to the word of God. What does the Lord require of you? That is the question that I want you to meditate on today and on this weekend. God, what do you require of me? What do you require of me in my household? What do you require of me as a daughter or as a son to my parents? What do you require of me as a parent, as a godparent? As a friend, as an intercessor, what do you require of me as a spouse? What do you require of me, O oh God, as an employee, as an entrepreneur, as someone who is looking for a job or a career or a student? What do you require of me as a member of this church, as the head of this ministry? As an evangelist, what do you require of me in this situation where someone has cut me off on the road? What do you require of me when someone has just cussed me out unjustly? What do you require of me when someone is reading me the wrong way because they want to continue to read me the wrong way? 
What do you require of me when I can't seem to forgive and forget? What do you require of me and I, when I'm still angry at this individual for what they put me through? What do you require of me when I see the person that has talked about me and mistreated me and now I have a chance to get with them and really tell them what I think of them? What do you require of me, oh God, when the doctor gives me a report that I was not expecting? What do you require of me when the one that I love chooses to walk away? What do you require of me when my children who are raised in the things of the Lord have become so disrespectful? I can't even recognize them. What do you require of me when I go to the places and I see the, the crack addicts and I see those who uh, are abusing alcohol and I'm trying to talk to them and they yell and get in my face and tell me to leave them be. What do you require of me? God requires something out of each and every one of us. If he didn't require anything from you, that I don't think you'd be here today. If he didn't require you to do something in the earth for him, for his glory, not for you, but for him. The question was asked from God, the judge. What do you require of me and what does the Lord require of you? He has showed you, oh man, what is good. That is the, uh, the line. That's how verse eight starts. He has shown you, oh man, what as what is good. We know what is good. We know what is to be true. We know what is to be right. Now, does Satan come and try to taint that? Yes. Does Satan come and try to confuse us and try to disguise evil for good? Yes. But God says he has showed you, oh man, what is good. I need everybody on today and on this weekend to stir up the gift of what is good in your life. To stir up the gift of what God has given you. To stir up the gift of, of the prophecies that were spoken over you long ago. From your grandmother, from your grandfather, from your parents when they told you that you could be anything, that you could do anything. When they showed you the way of the Lord. When, when somebody came alongside you and told you you were smart, you were brilliant. They didn't lie to you. He has showed you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? So now that God has showed you what is good and you have stirred up the gift of who you are, whose you are, the gifts that God has planted in you. What you know to be true, despite of how you might be living, what you know to be true based on the word of God is what is good. So now the question becomes, so what does God require of you? He requires you to act, but not just to act any old kind of way, to act justly and to love mercy. To love mercy. 
The commentary says that people have tried all kinds of ways to please God, but God has made his wishes clear. He wants his people to be just, merciful, and to walk humbly with him. In your efforts to please God, examine these areas on a regular basis. Ask yourself, am I acting justly? That means, are you acting fairly? Are you acting within justice in terms of think of the word justice, fair, equally, equitably? Are you acting justly? Are you loving mercy? We all want mercy from God. Isn't that interesting how when we do something wrong, we want God to be merciful towards us. We want God to forgive us. We want God to give us another chance. We will beg God, please, God, give us, give me another chance. Please, God, I didn't mean to mess up. Even if you did, you will still plead for mercy. That's one of the things people ask for when they go to court. I plead for mercy, your honor. Because we know we deserve it, right? But God, that's when God doesn't give us what we deserve. That's mercy. When you don't give somebody what they really deserve. But one of the things that I've noticed about people. Is that we don't want to give people mercy. We want mercy from God. We want God to forgive us. We want God to wash away our sins and remember them no more. We want God to love us unconditionally. But God says he requires us to be the same way. He requires us to be the same way. And we see the example with Jesus and Judas. Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him. And many of us in that situation would have been like, "Uh uh-uh, get up, get up from this table. Nope, you ain't going to sit at this table with me after you've been talking about me and plotting against me and running around and you've been lying and and you've been deceitful and you didn't do what I told you to do. And, you know, you said this to me. We would have ran on the whole list of everything that they've ever done and said, get up from this table, get out of my face. We would have. Let's just be real. And some of us are still working on that behavior today. And that's okay. If you can acknowledge it, say amen and keep working on yourself. But the Bible says to act justly and to love mercy. Because the same mercy that we are willing to give to others. Is the same mercy. That we want from God. Think about that. Are you being merciful to people who know they know that they know that they wrong? Can you love them anyway? Can you give them another chance and another chance? Because God is more than the God of second chances. He's the God of third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. I mean, he just keeps giving giving chances to us because we wouldn't be here today if he didn't. And then it goes on to say, and to walk humbly with your Lord. Don't ever be so puffed up. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care what positions and titles you hold. As sure as you have it today, it can be gone today. 
As sure as you walk into that house today or walk out of that house today, it can be gone today. As sure as you have that job today, it can be gone today. As soon as you have your health and strength on today, it can be gone today. As soon as you have that money in the bank account, it can be gone today. Don't ever get so puffed up into what you have and into what people call you and the accolades you receive. There's nothing wrong with recognition. But pray for sincere humility. The Bible talks about false humility. So we know if there's a false humility, there's a real humility. There's a sincere humility. Keep yourself low. Keep yourself low. Don't tell everybody what you have and what you're doing. Because that's a way of being humble. Yes, you find those few people that you can celebrate and they can celebrate with you. And that's how you roll. That's perfect. That's fine. But be careful about just being out here like, you know, this is just kind of just joke. Everybody look at me. Be careful about that. Be careful about that. Just be careful because everybody's not looking at you the way that you want them to look at you. But the main thing is, how is God looking at you? How does God look at us when we do when we put ourselves out there as opposed to him putting us out there? So on today and on this weekend, be reflective, read Micah chapter six as God, the judge When he says, I have shown you what is good. God has shown you what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Before you speak back to somebody that's talking crazy, ask the Lord, what do you require of me in this situation? Before you respond to something that takes you out of character. And I've been there. Do you hear me? I was just there not too long ago. And instead of asking the Lord, what do you require of me? I responded in my flesh. I responded in my flesh and the Lord sent me a warning after that put me in check real quick. About how responding in my flesh can take me in a place and get me to a place that I don't want to go. So I'm thankful So with that being said, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We magnify you and we give you glory. Lord, we pray a special prayer on today and on this weekend for every motorcyclist, hallelujah, that will be out and about, oh God. We pray right now, Heavenly Father, for a covering over them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, from the front of the wheel to the back of the wheel, oh God, from side to side, oh God. We pray that you would cover them with the precious blood of the Lamb. We come against all accidents in the name of Jesus, all freak accidents, oh God. Hallelujah. We pray that the roads will be clear and smooth in the name of Jesus and that somebody, hallelujah, would be saved on the road. Somebody would be set free on the road. Somebody would be delivered on the road, oh God. We pray right now, oh God, as the motorcyclists enjoy the sun and the clouds, Heavenly Father, and those who ride in the night, oh God, that they would be touched by your glory, that they would be touched by your majestic earth that you have created, oh God. 
the sun, the moon, the stars, oh God, the trees, the flowers, heavenly father, the weeds, hallelujah, everything that you've created, the birds in the air, the bugs, oh God, hallelujah, let them be overtaken by your glory. Let them be overtaken, oh God, by the wind in the name of Jesus. Oh God, send a fresh wind that would hit everyone that's riding on their bike, Heavenly Father, that know, to know, to, that know, that know, that know that you are God without a shadow of a, bow, a shadow of a doubt. As they ride, let them say to themselves, how can anybody say, hallelujah, that there is no God? How can anybody say there is no God when they see the mountains? How can anybody say there is no God when they see the trees? How can anybody say there is no God when they see the birds in the air? God, let them see you on the road. Let them see you in one another. And Lord, I pray that you would give every car driver, every um, semi driver, every bicyclist, oh God, keen eyes, Heavenly Father, to see the motorcyclist, to give them distance to ride and enjoy nature. God, we thank you for this hedge of protection that you have put around them. To enjoy themselves, but most importantly, oh God, to enjoy you. Protect your people, oh God, and cover them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I pray that everyone have a blessed weekend. Um, Again, the question is, what does the Lord require of you? Bye-bye.